other tales. I'm Jeremy Greer. And I'm Gary Butterfield. And this is Days of Future Cast, the podcast where Gary and I uh, destroy this world, create a new one, so that we are the new world's gods. And um, but everything's the same, except uh, duck feed is NPR. Does that make sense? Is that a good? Oh, that, sure. Yeah. I'll take you know, I'll take NPR. Cole's Cole's I mean, I mean, Twitter feed is now the only news source in the land. Is the only <laughs> difference that we're making. <laughs> <laughs> well, hold up. <laughs> Let's pump the brakes a little bit. Um, yeah. We, uh, uh, we're gods now. We're back. Uh-huh. Um, yeah. And we're wrapping up the Dark Angel saga of Uncanny X-Force. I know it doesn't matter because nobody cares about this kind of stuff but you and I, I think. But uh, the fact that this ends perfectly with our little four issue mm-hmm. <laughs> like schedule that we have worked out for... I mean, we could literally do anything. As we have often said, we are the, we are the gods of this podcast. We could, yeah, just, yeah. Do, we could just not do anything or do whatever we want. We could do eight issues or we could do two issues. It yeah. doesn't matter. But whenever it just works, just I love yeah, it. Yeah, it feels good. Yeah, It's nice and neat, you know? Uh, I also, what I like, uh, is the cover of this. So we're, you know, begin Rick Remender, uh, Opinia, uh, as the phenomenal art. Look at this, uh, Dr. Robotnik ass Holocaust here on the cover. <laughs> the genocide? <laughs> Your genocide. Yeah. 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 Absolutely. Uh, dude. Yeah, why does he look, uh, he's like real, real tubby <laughs> for some reason. I really like it. Why did they make that? Like, if I was looking in the mirror, I'd be like, did y'all have to go like so girthy on this? Like, it's, it extends. He, he look like that. I don't know why they decided to make him like a big Mega Man, like a thing you'd fight at the end of a level, Mega Man level. It, he does look a lot drawing. like that, yeah. Yeah, that's um, great. I'm excited. These are, this is a really good arc. It ends, I think, really, really well. Um, and it's just, oh, it's super yeah. fun, like all the way through. And uh, we keep refer- going back to, the new X-Men, like how this picks up on some of the Morrison stuff. And of course, you know, a big part of this is the world. And I think it's like one of the most creative things that happens in X-Men comics lately, uh, or not lately, but like this, uh, any, all of this stuff with the world and the time dilation and things like that, just, man, I love it so much. It's so good. It feels real fresh. Mm-hmm. You know, it's probably the, the last really big fresh thing before Krakoa stuff happened kind of the modern age, which is really out there. I, uh, know, but I, I want my X-Men to be kind of trippy. I read this stuff after this where they bring the, the teens back. Like I read, I ran through that whole series. Um, and I, mm-hmm. I was just reading the one book and by the end I was just totally fucking lost because so much stuff happens in other books. Like I just didn't understand. And I, I could yeah. not be like, I was, I really liked the premise and the setup of everything. But by the end I was like, I don't care about any of this really. So I'm just going to stop. <laughs> like I'm just going to end this. They, uh, they're also, I want to say, I was really surprised to find that the internet like opinion on those teams on X-Men gold and X-Men red and stuff. The regenerous Genesis mm-hmm. era is pretty positive. I read, um, in a bookstore, uh, in a Barnes and Noble, something I will do if I'm like out in an afternoon, we'll just sit in their cafe, drink a coffee and read a comic. I don't feel like buying, mm-hmm. uh, you know, uh, and then not buy it. Uh, and I read the first trade of, of X-Men red. It sucked. Uh, and like, I just didn't, didn't like the writing in it. Um, I'm just, I'm just the characters and stuff were fine the story was fine i just didn't like the i didn't think it was well written i didn't feel like the dialogue popped enough 
I'm just uh, imagining somebody in the in the coffee shop just watching you like sip a coffee and then just shake your head as you're looking reading a trade paperback. Yeah. It's just this this, <laughs> this comic I'm stealing is no good. This <laughs> <laughs> to get my money back for this coffee because this comic that came out six years ago is not that great. This the this the occasional uh, involuntary ugh out of your lips that you don't even uh, notice. <laughs> you don't even notice that it's happening. Jean <laughs> mm, Grey wouldn't do that. Um, <laughs> But no, we we are far from that, luckily now. Uh let's get into uh thick thick genocide here yeah. with uh chapter five here, Tabula Rasa. We uh we uh, what we, uh, where where are we at? What what happened last time? So last time uh our team went into the Age of Apocalypse uh universe to get a life seed uh with the intention of restoring Apocalypse Archangel back into Warren Worthington. Unfortunately, when they get back home, Warren Worthington, aka Apocalypse Archangel was waiting for him with his team of miscreants. Uh, they very quickly steal the live seed. Uh, also, uh, they kidnapped kind of Psylocke. Uh, and then Warren leads genocide to Montana to show everybody what's about to happen, which he is going to remake the world. Uh, and we're yes. going to... We, uh, the the non-the-world-the-world, non, non the world, the world, but yes. the actual the, the Earth. Yes. Um, and at the end yeah. of that genocide... Our tubby boy from the cover has basically slaughtered everybody in that town, and everybody was super bummed out about it. And we're gonna we're gonna pick it up almost immediately from that with um, Psylocke hidden away in Archangel's uh, North Pole hideaway. Uh, I just really, you know, at, at some point I want like a comic book to be like for, for like someone just to find this and be like, oh, this is this <laughs> oh, is convenient, <laughs> like like some scientists. Yeah, exactly. We're getting some unusual readings from the North Pole, this area that we look at exclusively for science we don't think about it but the crackpots yeah. that uh, argue yeah. for alternative history stuff on joe rogan probably are just people finding old x-men hideouts like that's all that yeah. this, this. <laughs> <laughs> the australia had mutant tech yeah the um psylocke uh she, she's not she's kind of a prisoner and kind of not she stayed behind because she's going to try to fix Warren, mm-hmm. you know uh and this her she's in her her room here when the new uh new plague new pestilence um comes in and is basically trying to talk her up like you know you're actually really lucky like he's he's this is a beautiful dream this is very good and you're really lucky that he loves you and he wants you to be prosperous like he's chosen you uh and Silas so basically you sound like fucking crazy so i know something <laughs> awful is happening and it has this hero like archangel just killed three thousand innocent people yep uh and he did that um, so that uh because dark beast has a plan so we cut back over to Montana. Um, they have wiped the table clean. Isn't that what Tabula Rosa means? Like a clean slate? Yeah, I mean, it's clean slate. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and Dark Beast is going to put his plan together. Uh, fortunately, at some point in this comic book, uh, one of my favorite things happened, which is Archangel t- looks over at Beast and says, explain to me what's happening, which gives us the narrative device for him to explain it to us because it doesn't make any yeah. fucking sense whatsoever. <laughs> Archangel does not know. <laughs> I, just, the, uh... I love that Apocalypse Archangel is like, so... Walk me through our, my plan again. <laughs> uh, I also, it starts the, uh, the sub thread of uh, Holocaust or genocide. I can't remember what his name is. The, uh, the little guy uh, who's round on the cover calling dark beast, Mr. McCoy yes. instead of doctor. <laughs> it's like very it works. Uh, so the, basically the plan is they're opening the world. They're using a little bit of the life seed inside it. Um, in order to within this small town 
go through evolution. Like basically they want to skip the age of apocalypse. They're going to kill everybody in the town. They're not going to have the age of apocalypse where people are starving and fighting and there are mass calls and everything. They kill everybody at once and then they raise a new civilization. Yeah. Uh, you know, from scratch. Um, and he basically explains it like, uh, you know, this is going to be, we're going to go through, you know, this many ages, we're going to get this, uh, these things are going to evolve into these things are going to evolve into these things, etc. I love the idea of them going into the world and basically hanging out, um, and then using the time engines, the time manipulation engines to like extend a little bit out of the world to to like fast forward time through all of this stuff. Um, but inside the world, I just love this language that um, they are, they're in a chamber protected by a membrane of true time, and it's filled with birds that consume any artificial time that seeps in. Yeah. <laughs> I just, yeah. If you brought in a phone with any time minutes, <laughs> the birds would just go on a fucking feeding frenzy. I'm sorry. Is your cell phone plan for 2003? <laughs> gimme, gimme, yum, yum. <laughs> yeah. Any time minutes are the ultimate treat for time-devouring birds. <laughs> Um, while this is happening, uh, Pestilence is still trying to convince Psylocke to go along with it. And she's like, you know, obedience is not a negative tribute. Like in any relationship, you have to have one dominant and one submissive. There's strength in knowing your place. And Psylocke, I like this. On behalf of all women, thank you for your hard work, you know, and contribution to feminism. Uh, And just, you know, kicks her in the face. And then uh, as Pestilence vomits a bunch of bugs on her, uh, she sticks an umbrella in her mouth. Yeah, very good. Very good. Uh, look. Great. Yeah. Uh, Take that. Uh, she she runs to escape, and then she is confronted by the worst blob. Um, the, yeah. the blob. We, this th- is our our age of apocalypse blob. Yeah, he is. Uh, he is had. just a horrifying dude. Uh, he's got big old fat nipples and big old fat nipple rings to go with him. You just you just hate to see this dude anytime anywhere. He, he's a uh, he's too he's really huge, but he does seem like a guy that is real that you would run into. You know, I don't know. Where? Like there's, there's always like a big <laughs> spiky dude who's like, where are you going? You know, big fat dude who really leans into it. I haven't been you to know? a restaurant since 2019, Gary. Where are you going? Where do you where are you seeing this guy? <laughs> Arby's. Oh no. Um, the, 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 um, no, it, like it reminds me a little bit of the uh, the new big guy they have for Jackass. That's in Jackass Forever. Oh okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, except like this guy, you know, that guy's not evil. He's just having fun and doing Jackass stuff. This is like an evil version of him. Yes. Um, so we, we get to the plan. He, 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 he smashes, uh, Psylocke pretty good. Um, yeah. we go through all of our years of history. Um, there's some really cool, like awesome science fiction stuff where this, this, this culture within the, the radius of the time manipulation engine of the radius of the world are, uh, this culture develops, um, a, a secondary uh, culture develops. It's only exists at nighttime. It takes over the first one, and then we get it's underground. It, oh, an underground, yeah, because yeah. it, it's a sphere. Yeah, it goes underground as well. Um, and then an aquatic species, <laughs> like sentient tapeworms, mm-hmm. rise from the deep waters and soon pollinate, dominate all. Uh, and they begin to worship the sun because it was the sun that saved them. Like it's just like all of this cool. Like none of this is X Men shit, but it's X Men shit exactly. Exactly the X Men shit that I want. If that makes sense. It's real neat because it's just you know the idea of just watching the entirety of history. Mm-hmm you know, in, in a couple hours is real fun. You know, his idea. And it's very striking. Like Warren's like, it's beautiful. You know, like this, this is really beautiful. And beast is like, imagine, you know, how much more beautiful it'd be with your own eyes. Let's go take a look. 
you know, because this is a test run. They're going to do this to the world. Yes. Is the idea. Um, we go back to our loser squad uh, who we have. They're kind of ragtag team of remainders, which is Phantom X, Deadpool, and uh, Deathlock. And uh, they're in Eva flying away, trying to figure out what to do. Like, basically, this is the team without leaders. Mm-hmm. Like, all of the people with experience who are not kind of the comic relief side characters are gone. Yeah. Right now. Wolverine, is Wolverine has been horribly burned. Yeah. Uh, have his body burned off, and he's recovering in the back. Um, so we learned that Phantom Ox has a sentient bullet. Um, and this is kind of his, you can immediately tell this is his plan on how to take care of, uh, Archangel Apocalypse. Um, Deathlock and Deadpool have a, have a bunch of like conversations uh, to it, to and around each other. And then they find this new space that they have, uh, that Apocalypse has, uh, created, uh, and are just kind of looking down and like fly into it and then, uh, realizing what all has gone on. And of course, Deadpool has to comment of like, that cat has a green butthole because Deadpool's going to Deadpool. Yeah. I like, so, I like some of the Deadpool dialogue here. Again, this is a, a good Deadpool because he's kind of down. Mm-hmm. Um, you end up getting uh, Phantom X kind of guilt tripping himself. Like, oh, Warren used the world to create this and killed thousands of people. It's my fault. And Deadpool just being like, you know, we all know he's lost his mind. It's not on you. Yeah. <laughs> you know, stop this pity party, you idiot. <laughs> like, uh, weird, you know, Deadpool being uh, this version that's more restrained and less wacky ending up being actually kind of wise. Yes. Uh, during this this is interrupted by none other than apocalypse archangel himself who flies down um slices up deadpool and phantom x uh runs towards archangel and tackles him off of a cliff um having realized that he you know has destroyed these uh this thousands of people in this town to do this experiment like there's phantom x is basically not that he ever was but now he is fully on like can't save warren like this dude is 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 too bad he's a mass murderer yeah yeah uh they fall down and there's uh death and famine show up on death's magic carpet uh again here and there's kind of a confusing thing that's happening here it took me when i first read this it took me a couple reads to figure out what's happening um Deathlock's, uh so Deathlock is an ai that controls the corpse of like a maniac basically like those bad copies of robocop mm-hmm. uh that when they just used uh people from insane asylums and shit uh the AI is in control, but he gives consciousness over to his psychopath yes. self. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he's basically arguing, having an internal argument about it, about the purpose. Like the, the peace, peaceful AI that only wants love, giving control back to the psychopath yes. for efficacy. Because you know? he says that he is, uh, because he has figured out that like, uh, he is averse to violence, right? That's what he says. Like, I'm, I'm averse to violence. There's, yeah. you know, love is this thing that I understand that my, my host body cannot. Um, so I'm going to turn control over to him so, my, so he can just go fucking crazy on these horsemen. You go ham on yes. these motherfuckers, mm-hmm. you know. Uh, and he does it as, as Deadpool is getting starved to death yeah, okay. again by famine, which it sucked to just keep continuously <laughs> fighting famine. Like this is like the fourth or fifth time this has happened to Deadpool. It's really like, funny to me though. I mean, like it's just, a, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a bit that keeps coming up and I, and I kind of dig it. it. It's such a cool power again. Um, so we're, we're cutting back and forth between these two fights between Deathlock and death and Warren and Phantom X and death cannot get the upper hand on Deathlock. He tries to, uh, put diseases in him and Deathlock's already dead and he tries to fight him with a sword and he's not as good and Deathlock beheads him yeah uh, goodbye final horseman death see you later uh, d- yep. deal with you at a later time uh meanwhile apocalypse has got the upper hand on uh phantom x 
Fantamex fires his bullet, and it, for all the world, looks like it's it's going to miss. But this is apparently a bullet that cannot miss and comes and it clank. screaming face. Yeah, I love it, dude. Oh, like, uh, yeah, I feel like there's good. some background on these sentient bullets that I'm not picking up on. That I don't really dude. care about. So. When we get to the fourth issue of this, there's some background. I mean, I'm going to call it out. It's going to happen in this episode, but just put that in your pocket. Okay. So I'm like, I wish there was background for this thing that I don't think there is. Um, uh, there's an amazing detail. The bullet swings back around and, and, and thwangs uh, Archangel Apocalypse in the head. Uh, and that actually hurts him. Uh, it, but, you know, Phantom yeah. X was expecting it to kill him. And no, that's not happening. So uh, yeah. Intergenocide, uh, who is going to take over for... Uh, uh, for Archangel and Archangel leaves and it's like, Hey, I got to get out of here because you hurt me a little bit <laughs> basically. Yep. Uh, and Phantom X runs. Mm-hmm. Uh, he runs, he sees a uh, Deadpool sitting around eating more snacks cause he keeps doing it. And he's like, yeah, way to kill uh, Archangel. And he's like, what do you do today? He's like, Oh no, we, we killed death and we caught famine. Uh, and Deathlock is in there torturing famine. Yes. Uh, there who's this old uh, Confederate soldier who's a, a spy. Uh, you know, you'll tell me where they've gone. He's like, I ain't willing to help you, son. He's like, I don't expect you to be, do it willingly. Um, you know, these let the psychopath loose. Um, we cut over to Archangel, uh, who is kind of brooding a little bit because death died. You know, he's, he's losing a little ground here. Uh, Beast says like, you're going to have to pick a new one, but for now let's continue. Mm-hmm. You know, he, uh, Archangel asked Beast, you know, the Celestials that are here, do they know what we're trying to do? And Beast says, no. You know, we we hid it from them. We went to another dimension to get the life seed, but they're going to approve of our results. Yeah. And they basically have to go into the Dreaming Celestial and clear it, what they're doing. This is also a time uh, in X-Men history where there's just a Celestial celestial just hanging out in San Francisco. Just It's just yes. sitting there uh, dreaming, and that's all it does, uh, which yeah. is fun. Inside the Celestial, there are trading cards for other apocalypses. <laughs> so there's Ensabonur. But then there's a guy in the middle who looks like, for all the world, like his name is Goodwill. Mm-hmm. And then Kelby Tack. Well, I, gotta, I love Kelby Tack, man. I love that dude Shades. Who's Kelby Tack? I don't know. Tell me more. <laughs> Tell me more about Kelby Tack. I, mean, yeah. um, I like the way this is done. Like, we can't understand the celestial language. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's just, it's, you know, yes, I do serve evolution. The death seed will empower. Like, he's just reassuring the celestial to get permission to do what he's doing, which the celestials are ultimately on board with. Yes, because they're all, all they're trying to do is remake this world. That's that's their ultimate goal. Yeah. Uh, we yep. go back over to the the losers crew, as you called them earlier. Uh, death clock has finished uh, and gotten all of the information that he needed out of famine. Um, and uh, who has like an eye hanging out of a skull <laughs> and yeah, <laughs> looks like he cut, got his Fucked gums up. cut up. Like it looks pretty, pretty vicious. Uh, but now they know the secret headquarters are, is in the North pole. So it's off to visit Santa. Yep. We have to do this or the whole planet's going to die. Uh, we cut to Archangel, you know, he's talking about, he has the death, he has the death seed. Now the celestial gave it to him. So he gets to make a death and he's like, there's only one candidate for this. And we cut over to Psylocke. Yep. Uh, he's trying to have his cake and eat it too. Uh, whereas the cake is wife. His cake is his girlfriend. <laughs> and yeah, his... cake is girlfriend cake and wife cake. Yes. <laughs> uh, and then we go over to uh, Uncanny X Force uh, 16. Here. Um, cover with, uh, they tastefully gave Age of Apocalypse Blob a shirt for the cover. Yes. No, which I appreciate. No such luck in the main comics. We just get to see that he's full nipples out <laughs> in the main comic. Yeah, absolutely nipples. Pierce nipples. Big nipples. Mm-hmm. Like... 
big big nipples 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 nipples, like, nipples everybody uh yeah we see uh apocalypse as he as he wakes up beside a sleeping pestilence uh but he's in warren's form and the narration says like yes. the, his former body has been dreaming again and he he when he dreams he takes over his form and turns back into warren worthington as a reminder of who he once was yeah. uh, a lovely bird uh, with this clipped is a- wings yeah, this is important. Like this is going to come up later, uh, but you know, Psylocke doesn't want him. Uh, this is, I mean, this is it's spoilers, but it's spoilers for something we're going to say in forty minutes. So who cares? Uh, he just got her brigante. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. I can't imagine uh, having sex with a woman who could vomit bugs, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. like whose jaw could stretch like that and vomit bugs. Tell me more. You know? Why don't you describe it? Well, I just say, I, I, I just, well, slowly. Uh, okay. I just feel like as I was slowly mounting the, like, no, I just, I just mean that like, you did, there's a lot of trust involved. Like if you're, if you're having sex now, you trust the person isn't going to like poke you in the eye or stab you in the back or something. Like you're still vulnerable, but if all they'd have to do is open their mouth and flood out insects onto you, mm-hmm. I don't know. That would be tough. For I mean, me. she's having sex with with a purple guy with like metal, super sharp wings, and I would I would expect like every time he comes, like, like those wings just like spit those little. They probably he probably does shoot a bunch, bunch of little I tendrils. Did, like that, that those bedrooms are ruined, is what I'm saying. Like they they yeah. have to have like flame a, on. <laughs> yeah, just the uh, at the moment of climax, it's very hard not to Hulk out. Absolutely, yeah. I but think, that would also for her, if he's a generous lover, like I imagine when she climaxes, it's bug time. Sure, yeah, that's no good. Mm-hmm. Maybe you know? maybe it's a combined effort. Maybe it's a like we have to come at the same time so that my blades kill your bugs, right? Like we have to yeah. <laughs> simultaneous. Oh, yeah, absolutely. The simultaneous X. That's what you come to Days of Future about... Cast for, everybody. Us just theorizing about superhero, <laughs> supervillain sex. What is sex with powers? Yeah. <laughs> Let's go. Yeah. What, what is it? What is it like? Uh, he comes out, you know, uh, here, and he's he's thinking there's an internal monologue uh, that he has. Like there, you know, there's no love. Like basically, he just cheated on Psylocke. Yes. Mm-hmm. You know, having his feelings about that, uh, talking himself into that being okay, while these priests of Akaba are giving a speech to the gathered worshipers. Um, you know, you may doubt what he's going to do, but he's going to make a remake of New World, and we're going to be like gods, uh, the way that the you know the Norse gods were to the Vikings. Um, you know, just think of this as wiping off the Neanderthals, basically giving them a pep talk as uh, our loser crew comes up and kills them. Yep. Uh, meanwhile, back in back on Eva, uh, Famine has has hopped his way over to where Wolverine is, um, and Eva is like talking to him, like, "Hey, I see that you're awake." Um, but Famine's got a, a couple of tricks up his of his sleeve. Now he's doing some finger drumming. Um, big, yep. huge in the hip hop industry right now. It's finger drumming, man. Like absolutely <laughs> huge in the yeah. hip hop. Yeah. Very glad to see this representation. Um, yeah. And he is able to infect Eva with a bio auditory auditory cancer, um, assuming that because she has a point of view, because she was talking, that she was alive enough to do that. Sets her on fire and then leaves Wolverine to burn alive as he heads his way to the to the North Pole. Yep. Yeah, all with his eye hanging out. Mm-hmm. Pretty gruesome. Yeah. Uh, seems like it's the end for Wolverine. Um, we cut over to Archangel, and he's like, hey, uh, he checks in with Psylocke, who's in a cell. You know, uh, you had that outbreak yesterday. You forced my hand, you know, when she beat up Pestilence. Um, I want to show you something. You know, play nice. And she says, I'll play nice as long as I still feel like there's hope. Like, the second that there's no hope to save you, I'm going to kill you. Yes. Uh, yeah. meanwhile, our, our, our loser team is going to, uh, split up, uh, one of them, uh, Deathlock is going to go, uh, into the world, uh, and, or he's going to go demolish the world before it can be used to destroy our earth while, uh, 
Deadpool and Phantom X climb this wall to go kill Archangel. And kind of a last yeah. minute thing that doesn't seem like it's going to work whatsoever. Like their plan is just to get there, <laughs> which is not, yeah, not, yeah. A, not a they, huge plan. They're outgunned. Yeah. You know, they know it. Uh, so they're, uh, they're making their way there doing some jokey jokes uh, as this is happening um, until uh, Age of Apocalypse Blob lands on uh, Phantom X with his butt. He ground pounds him like, like a Mario or like a Wario might do. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Deadpool starts making jokes about him keistering dudes against their will. Uh, and it, it's everyone's in on it. He's just like, oh, man, is he under you? He's in your ass. And Bob's like, let's just say he's having a bad time. And it's it's real uh, <laughs> like, huh, they're all entertaining this idea that somebody just got bodily inserted into the Bob's ass uh, here. Yes, uh, so. it's it's very funny and very gross. And I just like the fact that they they yeah. just lead into it like, yep, this absolutely happened. Like. Because, like, the blob is a big dude, but is his asshole big enough to put Phantomox in? And they, the answer is yes. Absolutely it yeah. is. <laughs> yeah. it's, it's, the big, it's as big as they come. Uh, and the angrier he gets, the bigger it gets. He's like the Hulk of, of you know, girth, of diameter. Um, he's uh, going to eat Deadpool. Deadpool stabs him in the tongue, which just buys him a little bit of time. Um, we see Famine up on the ledge above, and we think, oh, shit. You know, he's going to come and get Deadpool again. Uh, but he actually plays and melts the blob. Yes. And great visual. Uh, just like the blob starving to death and getting all of these, you know, this excess skin. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, essentially melting. Like my uncle when he got that surgery, yeah. uh, that, that stomach surgery yeah. to get thin. Um, yeah. And I had a bunch of, bunch of, just a bunch of skin around, which was disconcerting. Yep. Um, yep. Yeah. But this is Wolverine. Uh, Wolverine has managed to, uh, the fire kicked, it, kicked him awake. And he has managed to subdue mm-hmm. Famine and make Famine do this stuff for him. And he, Famine says, he promised that you wouldn't kill me. And he said, I, hey, I did, and I won't. And he cuts off Phantom, or excuse me, cuts off Famine's hands. So he can't, can't do no more drumming yeah. anymore. Yeah, no eye, no hands. He's getting off pretty, pretty rough. Yeah. Pretty rough stuff, mm-hmm. Famine. Um, we, uh, we cut over to Archangel and Psylocke, and Psyche, Psylocke's trying to get through to him. You know, I still love you. And Warren Worthing's like, you know, your love protected archangel you know the the archangel the apocalypse for me and allowed it to to live does that make you feel bad like we your love is what allowed me to thrive uh and have this happen this is your fault she says it's love that will bring you back and he's like you sound like xavier like you know that guy's an idiot he's uh he's ignored and abandoned by his children um you know once they face the harsh difficulties uh that he did not prepare them for they abandoned him yep. Uh, and basically he, he says this and it just sounds like mind games, but then he brings it in. He's like, you know, says it's true. Like, no, you kill people. We kill people in X-Force. Every time we murdered somebody that helped me take control. You know, this whole idea, this, this, uh, you know, lowercase a apocalypse is going to happen is because of Mm X-Force, you know, putting somebody unstable like Archangel who has this presence in him in a kill squad was a monumentally bad idea. Which is interesting, uh, and they like, shouldn't have done it. We're what issue? This is what issue fifteen or sixteen, and uh, like yeah. they're under like underlining the fact that this whole prim- book's premise is probably a bad idea. <laughs> like it's just really fun. They didn't know. <laughs> yeah, they thought it was like, oh, we're gonna go kill some reavers. It's gonna be great. Mm-hmm. No, 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 this this shit happens. Hey, but what do you need that life seed for? Uh, oh, well, we're we're gonna deal with that later. Uh, meanwhile, Phantom X climbs uh, out of the just ball of skin that is apocalypse blob mm-hmm. uh, and then dives into the, the cooling refreshing waters uh, of the North pole and screams unclean 
which has to be a reference yeah. to the league and um, what's his name's character from that show uh, who screams unclean a lot. Uh, but oh yeah, probably. <clears throat> I can't remember the name of, of the guy. You know who I'm talking about? I've only seen the first season of that show. I, I mean, he's um, it's gonna bug me that I can't think of his name. Nick Kroll. There you go. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the uh, Wolverine's gonna go take care of you know take care of Archangel uh here uh he says hey you go you know take care of the world Mm -hmm. so he puts those two on the world team he's gonna take them we go back to uh the presentation that Archangel's doing to the Akaba worshipers um basically they're going to make a new new death and they're going to start this thing when old famine comes out uh basically you know what are you doing to my son call it off you're not going to turn him into a monster uh, keep in mind, this was the famine, uh, our little apocalypse, or this is the famine that has genocide, rather. Yes. Genocide, Holocaust, mm-hmm. uh, gave birth to him. Um, and Archangel just chops her in half. Uh, so goodbye. See you later. Goodbye, old don't, famine as well. Don't need that person yeah. at, at all. Uh, just literally chops her in half. And this is kind of the m- yep. moment, I think, that Betsy Braddock, that uh, Silac figures out, like, oh, there is no Warren Worthington left in this dude. Like, I, yeah. this, this was a mistake um, because he's just going forward. As uh, as Phantomox, Phantom X has this thing, like this idea of you, this was just the worst thing that could ever possibly happen to me today. Guess what? Uh, we have a new, yep. uh, a new unfortunate time because the Iceman slash Robert Drake from Apocalypse Universe has come over here um, and he is in his element, as you might imagine. So he can do all kinds of crazy cool ice stuff. If there's one complaint I have, I think, about the, this, this finale over four issues is that like there is a lot of fighting. <laughs> like this goes on for a while. <laughs> the the whole the whole saga the uh dark angel saga is really long like the way that just reading sitting down to read it uh in a row is pretty painless i think Mm -hmm. if i think back though if i were collecting in comics and we're reading over the course of a year i'd be ready for it to be done yes you know and it's better quality that that's something that happens with any kind of storyline that's over six issues i think uh for me uh and it's better quality than some of like the rise and fall of the cr empire or some shit you know, like there, there's Ed Brubaker X-Men stuff that I got way more bored by that went on for a long time. This is better than that, but it's still a little bit too much. Yeah. yeah. And, and, you know. and like, who knows? Like they, you know, they could have been asked to be like, no, we need this to be a nine issue arc or whatever. Like this is what we want our, this is this yeah. Marvel needs this to happen. So you need to fill in your story around this. Well, he has a, he had a time it for regenesis. Yeah. Like yeah, the, the end of this, mm-hmm. the issue after this is that the big relaunch with everything. Um, one of the things I've, I've read before is that, one of the reasons why Rick Remender is not always considered like in the top tier of like Marvel writers is kind of luck based, um, is getting interrupted by crossovers constantly. And you can, you can absolutely see it. You know, I, I mentioned in the green room, like I have been reading secret Avengers, Rick Remender's secret Avengers, which we read three issues of for, uh, Avengers versus X-Men that comes out of fucking nowhere. Yeah, Like he's in the middle of a story. Uh, that's cool and he's building character shit and then he has to add like thor to his team <laughs> and go deal with marvel and phoenix shit Awful. for three issues and then just goes right back to the story he was telling yeah. like what a pain in the ass you know and that that's a huge complaint very valid complaint people have about american comics right like it is a weakness of the form uh that there is this unified front that the uh the company has to put out so like no matter what you're doing whatever your plans are we're in civil war time. So it'd be weird if your characters didn't talk about civil war. Yes. Oh shit. We're in civil war two times. Say what you want about berserk. You know, but Naruto never showed up in that comic. I'm just saying. <laughs> yeah. Like it, it's a thing that like people, you know, really do like about manga. Yeah. 
more than, and they're, it's, it's a big advantage. Like I, I prefer American comics to manga. I like both, but the, uh, that, that is undeniable like win for manga. Yeah. Well, I, just, I mentioned this earlier, do reading the, the, the all new X-Men with the, with the teens from the sixties or whatever. Um, like that, that mm-hmm. got, like, I was just having a good time reading about these characters. And then so much of it got split off into other books and things that I'd, even with the, like the literal Marvel library at my fingertips and a, and a fucking tablet form. Like I was just like, I this, I just, I'm not, not worth this effort. Like I just, I'm just done. Like I'll just stop yeah. reading at that point. But. <clears throat> it gets annoying. Mm-hmm. Like it's not, it's, I still read comics. It doesn't ruin them for me. It's just a bummer. Yeah. So, uh, it, it definitely, it uh, definitely confirms my belief that like staying two years behind comics is usually the, the best way to consume comic oh, books. Dude, two years behind everything. Yeah. Yeah. Like imagine being up to, up to date with something. What a miserable experience. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. I don't, it, it is so much better to play games like after they've come out, mm-hmm. like after the dust have settled and they fix them. Like we're, uh, you know, we're, we obviously do bonfireside chat and stuff. We're releasing a preview episode. Um, you know, we're putting some of our Patreon stuff out on the public feed for 2023, just to kind of, you know, advertise basically. Mm-hmm. And, uh, we're doing, um, putting out the Stormvale episodes, okay. the, the two on that legacy dungeon. And we're just like, we, we had to do a caveat where it's like, Hey, you know, we recorded this. It was patch one. So some of the stuff we talk about might not be true mm-hmm. now. You know, like it, it's, it's going to change. Obviously we have to do a bonfire said chat concurrently with the game, but it would be like when we did the demon soul season, for example, it was stronger because that was a no longer a moving target. Exactly. Like yeah. it had its history. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, and then they the, remastered uh, so, it. <laughs> yeah. Then they remastered it. So we had to do it again anyway. It's all, you know, um, just a continuous thing of having things packaged and repackaged for us. The same things over and over until we die. Back to the, back um, to the comic book where Robert Drake has showed yeah. up uh, from a different, different dimension. Yeah. Um, if, if y'all don't remember apocalypse rock, apocalypse universe, Robert Drake is like super duper powerful. Like he is, he is, he has learned to yes. embrace his mutant powers in a way that our Robert Drake has not. <clears throat> and he's not a villain. Uh, he is still a good guy in the age of apocalypse comics. The idea here is that he is being offered by Archangel like a place in the new regime. Mm-hmm. Uh, and this, you know, at first it seems a little shitty, you know, that this is happening, but it's, you can, the desperation I think gets sold pretty well. Like I just want to have a good fucking life for once, yeah. you yeah. know, I, it, it's been hell. You took our life seed uh, from this. We gave it to you. We only, and for when they went to the age of apocalypse, they were going to have two life seeds, one to fight their dark evil Wolverine that they had and one for this Archangel. And they gave it to this one. Yep. So their their world is still hopeless, is still in this thing. And he's like, I just I want out. You know, fuck that shit. Uh all Archangel says I have to do to have a place in his new world is kill you guys, so I'm gonna do it. Yeah. So he is he is you know? he is technically uh, like betrayed the the X-Men standard, but also like who wants to live in Apocalypse World versus like coming to be yeah. the the governor of Calif of New California or whatever he's gonna call it. Yeah, you kinda get <laughs> yeah. it. Like these weird little lizard men, mm-hmm. these tapeworm people that are going to. Yeah. Um, meanwhile, um, uh, Wolverine reestablishes no. psychic contact with uh, Psylocke, um, who has once again just realized that, you know, there's no Warren, Warren Worthington left. Um, she grabs the gun that Old Famine left and tries to shoot um, Archangel, but he, he dodges the bullet. Uh, and this is kind of what Archangel has been waiting for. He wanted to see her lose her humanity or lose her hope and become the warrior I was waiting for. When I first read that, I thought he said the yep. warrior wife. And I was like, can you calm down? This is a little too <laughs> horny. I don't like that. The warrior wife. Mm. Uh, 
we we get back to uh, we cut over to Dark Beast and Genocide, and we figure out why Famine was trying to stop him. Uh, the idea is he's going to plug into his amplifier in the world, and it's going to burn him out. Yes, basically, uh, he's going to kill everybody on Earth. Famine didn't sign up for that. And uh, we do get occasional um, panels of uh, weapon. Is this weapon? This is Ulti- Ultimax, Ultimax or Ultima. Okay. I thought this was one of the Ulti- oh, this is one of the Ultimo. ultimate weapons from. He he is he's weapon fifteen. I from think. New, okay, from New or something like that. Yeah. He's also Ultimo or okay. Ultima. Um, and this is the this something is the like robot that. slash sentient organism that Phantom X has left uh, in charge of Baby Apocalypse, which n- nobody knows about at this point. This is still a secret that they they did yes. not actually kill Baby Apocalypse. Yeah. Uh, we cut over to the fight with Deadpool and Iceman, and Iceman is basically just absolutely destroying Deadpool because he's one of those power. He's an Omega level mutant. Mm-hmm. Like Iceman with his full potential is ridiculous. Yes. You know, uh, and he is in the North Pole. Yes. So there's plenty of moisture and plenty of cold. Uh, he freezes and destroys Deadpool, yeah. smashes him into a million pieces. Um, this could look cooler, I think. Like, I w- at first, I didn't under- quite understand because then I read the dialogue. It was like, oh, he's he's in a bunch of little pieces. And I actually had to scroll back and be like, oh, that's what happened. Um, the actual shatter could look cooler. I love the gigantic ice man. Yes. Yeah, that looks uh, cool. yeah. there. That looks really cool. But yeah, the actual moment of impact is not very zoomed in yeah. on. For some reason, um, uh, it's framed a little weird. We go over to uh, Archangel, who is carrying uh, a knocked out uh, Psylocke to a to an altar, uh, which you know that's just kind of like the thing. That's a cool thing to do with girls is to knock them out and take them to an altar. <laughs> I mean, that's just that was <laughs> yeah. kind of like my you know my, it's junior prom good, good first for me. <laughs> so I don't know altar. Don't know about yeah, you. it was Olive Garden altar yeah. dance pictures. We we're done. Yes. Wrapped it up. Home <laughs> yeah. by eleven. Uh. Uh, this is our, our bleak moment before the heroes start getting back. Yes. Uh, the uh, F- Iceman is about to kill Phantom X as well. And Phantom X is running. He's going through this thing. He's like, you know, my second brain pops in and tells me the mistakes I've made. Like one, I probably should have stayed in the world. Never got out. I wouldn't have got wrapped up with the X-Men. Two, I got this huge crush on Psylocke. And it made me go do this stupid thing that we can't win. Uh, maybe I should just leave. This time I listen. And he jumps down onto Eva and Eva says, hey, should we fight back? And he goes, no, just get out of here. Yep. Uh, looks like he's leaving. Yes. You know. Uh, Deathlock is about to kill Dark Beast when war comes out of nowhere, um, smashes him. And of course, when war smashes you, uh, you turn into one of war's little uh, puppets, basically. Um, and this, this affects him because presumably the human slash dead slash psychotic uh, host body for Deathlock is in control. So war now has control over Deathlock. Yes. Yeah. Uh, Iceman finds Wolverine uh, scaling up the wall, trying to, uh, to, to get up to Archangel. He says, says, you don't get to ruin this for me. You know, basically lays out why he's broken bad. Yeah. Like I'm owed some luck. Uh, meanwhile, Archangel you know? is continuing along his plan of um, just being a real creepy BF by uh, taking some of Psylocke's clothes yeah. off and stabbing her with the giant death seed. Um, just still very creepy. Uh, and this is when genocide plugs into the world. And we see Phantom X like head in hands um, as he's flying away from this. Um, has his mask off and his mask, which is he off. he never yeah. does. Yeah, uh, that it looks like all hope is lost. Yes. And if you look at the cover of the next issue, which is in the preview, it really does look like that. As we have Archangel with his, uh, you know, titty wife, his death wife, <laughs> his uh, Psylocke. Which I love they draw attention to I do that. too. I love yeah, yeah. Because it is like, it is an extremely yeah, like hot and horny outfit. Like I and I love it. Like I think that this is very, very goth not very goth, but very like 
teenage angsty kind of style and i really love that they leaned in it leaned into that um but it's just very funny the phantom x like comments on it in the next one but yeah i love this cover overall i think it's great yeah it's great if you had to make a lady uh archangel it would look like this yeah, yeah. you know uh 100 away from the side that like her, um, her huge helm looks like a one of his wings and everything just very good very good stuff mm-hmm. yeah yeah super good um so we kind of it seems like all hope is lost again uh, we got, we start off with a flashback here of uh, Archangel talking to Professor X way back in the the sixties, uh, and he's like, you know, it's the bazooka, sir. It's making you look like a goon, <laughs> you know. Uh, and that's one hundred percent true. For people who maybe don't know this, in the early X Men, uh, Archangel just had a bazooka. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that was his. Because they had to give him something to and do. And when he would use his one shot of the bazooka, and he would run out of ammunition, then he would just pick up a rock and throw it and drop it on somebody. Like it yeah. was. Sometimes he'd throw the bazooka. They had to train him to stop doing mm-hmm. that. You know, it made sense at the time. Uh, and Professor X here, like, lays out, he's like, yeah, you're not actually that. It's not a very impressive mutation. You know, but he says, no, it, like, it, you as a person is why he chose you. You have an inherent courage and people are going to need it. Uh, and, you know, I promise you're going to leave your mark on the world. And we cut over to, like, the, you know, the dark reflection of that. He's left his mark on the world by creating uh, Demon Death Psylocke. Yeah. Uh, meanwhile wolverine is trying to take on giant robert drake uh and just not winning like he's trying to chop like ice off uh drake had said earlier and i think in the last issue that um it's impossible to kill him because they don't know where his consciousness is so like nothing that wolverine is doing will have any kind of effect because this is all just like Iceman puppets at this point yeah yeah um dr mccoy is convincing genocide that people are not going to be hurt you know, after he sends his fire into the sky, it's going to set all the air and the atmosphere on fire and fire will rain down. They won't even know what's coming. Mm-hmm. You know, there he's trying to explain it to him. Uh, Wolverine, you know, says, basically, I'm just using you as a, a stepladder. Like, I am not trying to fight you. I'm just trying to get away. And Iceman's like, you can't get away from me because I'm everywhere. <laughs> you know, uh, I'm, I'm going to kill you. And just as it seems like all hope is lost, uh, who comes in but the Age of Apocalypse X-Men? Yeah. Uh, so we've there. got Nightcrawler, we've got Jean Grey, the Phoenix, we've got Sabretooth, um, and Sabretooth has brought his pet Wildchild. Uh, and and yeah. of course, uh, the best thing to uh, bring to an Iceman fight is uh, Sunfire. Um, Sunspot. Sunspot, sorry. But what, a, uh, what a good use. Uh, it's Sunfire. It is Sunfire. Okay. Uh, Sunspot Damn is the, uh, yeah, the new mutant. It's, uh, he does have a big spot on his head, though. Um, what a good use for the Age of Apocalypse X-Men. Yes. You know, to just like have them come in here and like, again, spoiler for something we're going to say in 10 minutes, a bunch of them die yeah. uh, during this. What a good way to like get a little pathos, you know, and raise some stakes without killing. Like contrast this with uh, the new mutants where people are constantly dying yeah. when we were reading that uh, during uh, Extinction uh, or whatever the, the thing is, the thing with Hope. Mm-hmm. Um, why is the name escaping me? Um, that last big crossover we yeah. did. Um, and they're just killing people for no reason. This, you know, allows you to use kind of some of that power and narrative, uh, you know, focus without being cheap. Yeah. Because we, you know, you presumably know. like Age of Apocalypse, Age of Apocalypse was fairly popular, right? Like I think it was a big event. Yeah. Uh, people had affection for these characters. We revisited them and got even like a modern take on them just recently. And now they're back to like save the day, and it feels really, really good. Um, and it doesn't even feel yep. like Deus Ex Machina that much because, uh, you know, we thought that Phantom X was was leaving, but actually he went to go get Gateway to recruit these people to help him, which is maybe a little hand wavy for like five minutes. It definitely feels like, um, 
uh, feels like it happened well, quick. It feels like what's her name showing up on the dragon to save Jon Snow, but uh, it's yeah, but also yeah. but also I don't care because it's a comic book and it's not like season seven of a long running very serious fantasy TV show. So I'm not mad <laughs> yeah. about it. It, it. It's a comic book where people can teleport. Yeah, and across uh, dimensions, you know, as opposed to <laughs> a fantasy series where people can can categorically not, not teleport. teleport. Yeah, that was not in the original yeah. fiction. Yeah, um, I love I, I love uh, Sunfire just flying through the middle of Iceman. Yes, like cutting one of his giants in half. You know, uh, and Nightcrawler uh, basically, you know, takes care of it. Like he's going to, he's like, listen, we've been briefed. We know what we need to do. He, and he basically just shows why he's like such a powerful and like badass X-Man uh, goes up to uh, genocide, pulls off his helmet, you know, teleports off with his helmet, which is what's keeping him in control, makes him explode uh, here and lose all of his energy. It just goes wild and then goes and grabs Psylocke and gets her away from Archangel. Well, I love, and the, and, and, and the one thing that you, that you forgot is he teleports up grabs him grabs genocide pulls him down to to and then takes the helmet off to pulls him down to where uh oh yeah archangel is so it's like a three-step plan just boof 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 or bamf 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 and it's fucking great like it's like yeah. you said it's, you, you can absolutely tell why this dude is so is so great um and it works like he did like fucking Add genocide night sons yes put him now. in midnight st- why is nightcrawler <laughs> not in midnight sun he would fit so well because uh, because magic is and kind of does some of the same stuff but yeah. Nightcrawler would be great. Yeah, yeah, I can, I, I can definitely. They probably like fold I, a lot because all of that, all those limbo cards and things, which I ended up not using yeah. very much. Is or, oh, or they're good. so good. Yeah, the, the a limbo build's really powerful with her. Uh, Kizan was asking at some point. Me and Jeremy have both played Midnight Suns, and we're going to talk about it at some point. Yeah, yeah, somewhere we will, uh, we will put, we put, put that audio on, on out there. Um, yeah. I just got the perk where she automatically generates um limbo cards when they when you push somebody through them so i might i might like mm-hmm. redo some of my cards and re- redo that deck for her just to see if i can <clears throat> do you work do you have the card that allows you to add uh passive damage when everyone goes through a portal i just i just got that like that was one of the my i think that's like an, either an epic or a rare card that i just got so that that seems like it sucks because uh and space version you know it cost you a card play like you're setting up for later, mm-hmm. but the upgraded version allows you to make a car, make a portal when you do it. Oh, perfect. and that makes it work really well. Yeah, so like yeah. just having her do like four pushes and four portal moves is really strong. Okay. Well, I made, uh, um, so I know we were way off subject, but you said four pushes. <laughs> um, I've only been able to do like one move push per turn. Like even if I have multiple moves, I can just oh. position, but I can't do multiple like shoves. Yeah, you, you, you only get one shove per okay. turn. I okay. mean, four cards that push. Four cards that, that do die back. Okay, like so, the the two quick pushes and then the two forceful. Yeah. I really, I just got uh, the kick card for her, and I just I love the art on it with just her foot out <laughs> at a forty five degree angle kick. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> kick. Really good. Uh, good good game, everybody. Don't listen to people being babies about it yes. it's a very fun tactics game um, um they bring they bring betsy back uh, nightcrawler brings betsy back to uh, uh phantom x um meanwhile uh, archangel is having to uh put the helmet back on genocide um and it barely works like that you could tell like they are they get out of that just by a hair's breath <clears throat> yep and here is where uh archangel you know or uh, phantom x says oh you love to have a wardrobe change she says, I wear the skin of uh, death, a servant of the celestial will. And he goes, who knew the celestial's fashion taste ran so assy? <laughs> uh, great, great line. Good line. Uh, here. Uh, again, really, you know, the, these nice little touches. Uh, I love genocide apologizing like a little kid. Mm-hmm. Like he's like, I'm really I'm, sorry. You I'm know, trying. the devil came out of nowhere. I'm trying. You know? Yeah, I'm trying. It's very sweet. <clears throat> uh, you know, Archangel goes to go clean, 
clean house, basically. Like, I have to take care of this myself. Yep. You know, uh, we're in the end game. And it's uh, Age of Apocalypse, X-Men Team, plus our Wolverine versus Archangel Apocalypse. Uh, and it goes pretty quick. Um, the first thing, the first big thing that happens is uh, Sunspot, Sunfire gets kicked out and uh, Robert Drake, Iceman, like slams him in between his um, hands. Which, yep. is, which is very good. Uh, yeah. Hold on to him while I go take care of this. Yep. Um, Archangel tries to fly away when the uh, Nightcrawler teleports the rest of the X-Men, the Blade Squad. Uh, so we finally get Wolverine, Sabretooth, and Wildchild together. Finally. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I think Wildchild might have gotten chopped in half before this. Uh, but it's, it's, it's the stabby crew. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, they're, uh, they're hurting Archangel, but you know Archangel obviously is super powerful now. Uh, while Phantom X is trying to uh, talk Psylocke down, uh, basically saying, uh, you know, she's talking about evolution. You know, humanity is a stagnant failure. And he's like, yeah, but I enjoy stealing their art and and betting their maidens. Like, we're more than evolution. Mm-hmm. You know, we're we're not just replicating and proving. Love transcends those things. Once again, bringing it back you know? to, to, to the theme of love, right? Like, even with the Deathlock yep. conversation, even with Archangel, like, it comes back to, like, what separates us out from monsters. Yep. Uh, it doesn't seem to work uh, here. Um, she grabs her knife and slashes his throat uh, and he starts falling to die, you know, uh, getting through to Psylocke, the part of her that's still there. Um, she has a, oh, what have I done moment? And this is where Jean Grey pops in and says, oh, you've lowered your defenses. Yeah. That's her eyes and we go, go into her mindscape. This is so cool. Uh, like, the, yeah, the, this is ju- really good. Just this moment where we get brought into like a hellfire club. Uh, this moment was alluded to earlier. Uh, Archangel says, you know, talks about the moment that Warren and uh, Psylocke met, like a something like a mistake or like a casual thing in a, at the Hellfire Club. And then we see this played out where uh, Warren Worthington's parents have died. He's showing up here as kind of just a just to keep the tradition alive more than anything when Psylocke sees him and like telepathically communicates to him like, hey, come get me out of this horrible conversation. Um, and they yeah. go and sit down and like flirt with each other real hard uh, across across the booth while some random redheaded guy is over overhearing everything. <laughs> I really so th- that that uh, I'll I'll tell you what that is. You're not gonna like it. Okay. Um. That I think that's supposed to be Jean Grey. Uh, oh. Okay. In that's her fine. psychic. Yeah. 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 Okay. It doesn't look. It doesn't look like Jean Grey. But that's Jean Grey in the memory getting ready to ambush oh because he turns into okay now i'm because in in a couple pages you actually see him turn into gene gray with the with the whole outfit on okay that makes that makes a good bit of sense okay um it's a little weird though because it just ends up looking like a guy who's going (laughs) (laughs) two cuties in the club (laughs) yeah it, it, it ends up coming off a little bit strange yeah um as she's leaving you know uh gene gray in the in the black queen outfit ambushes her basically like, hey, you're not actually here. You're just reliving a memory that brings you happiness. The constructs in the memory act uh, normal. And like really interestingly, uh, Psylocke's conception of death, like her version of the archangel that can live in the psychic prison in her head is her brother. Mm-hmm. You know, he's like, you have to reveal. Uh, I can help you, Psylocke, if you can reveal to me who the, the killer is. And she does. It's, it's her brother who she, uh, Jean Grey, puts in a psychic cage. Yeah. I um I like that Rick Remender and Psylocke both hate Captain Britain as much as Days of Future Cast does. Good job, everybody. <laughs> they uh in the Secret Avengers, they really do drag that dude through the fucking mud. <laughs> uh, even it wasn't just those three issues we're talking about. Like the the series is not a big fan of him. That's oh, crazy. I love um, it though. Like they might be going somewhere with it. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah. Um, she kicks Psylocke out 
uh, and then Psylocke is, is going to return to normal, uh, and she's there with Phantom X. Uh, we go back to our fight with um, Archangel, uh, who uh, is attacked by Nightcrawler, uh, who does his classic, like, gonna teleport to your head and then teleports your head off your body move, but Archangel is expecting it. Those, those wings have a lot more flexibility than I thought, Gary. They, they bend right Way around. More. Yeah. Stab Kurt in the back. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jean Grey does the Phoenix Force and comes through and uh, unleashes that on him. Uh, and everyone's like, oh shit, this is going to work. Whereas uh, Archangel just shuts it down. Like the Phoenix won't help you here because the Phoenix wants what I want. Yeah. The you know, which is a cool work. point. Like, you know, Jean Grey doesn't control the Phoenix. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, this distraction allows Wolverine to grab uh, Archangel, knock him down. He's about to stab him in the face. And Archangel says, do it, Logan, while I'm in control, kill me. And this was the delay that he needed. Yeah. Uh, he was faking it. I can't believe that worked. He electrocutes Wolverine. I also can't believe that worked. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's like he said he was going to kill him. Jeez, Logan. Uh, so basically, Archangel's winning. Uh, he kills Sabretooth, uh, Age of Apocalypse Sabretooth here. Uh, and he flies up. Like He's like, you know, I've bested all my foes. Uh, he's done it. Flies up. Yep. Um, when he gets up to the top, who's waiting but Psylocke in her actual uniform? And Phantom X. Uh, and this is going to lead us into the finale. Yep. The Dark yeah. Angel saga concludes. Uh, there's also like just an exclusive preview of some bullshit with um, Cable in this next one. Which I feel we like read we, that bullshit. We, this we was read the, all that the bullshit. prelude to Vendors vs. X-Men. Just um, skipped right through that this time. No need to do that a second time. <laughs> mm. no, it, wasn't, it wasn't really good enough to read the first time, but... But uh, in terms of this time, yeah. But, but sometimes we are we are sometimes we're known as completionists and then sometimes we are not. <laughs> yeah, we again we just choose. Uh we get this great cover this issue with like the Age of Apocalypse X Men and our X Force all together in this big beautiful orange background. Uh love it. Love the art. Again, Opinia MVP here. Yeah, this looks um, great. It's beautiful. Um and we get uh Iceman looking for Shiro. He's lost uh sunfire there until sunfire comes out of nowhere and melts him like finds his actual consciousness which was watching from a building yeah the actual Iceman prime mm-hmm. uh, so he's found him there uh the uh at the place where uh genocide was going to do the the you know pop the power out where dr uh, dark beast is at and war is at and deathlock deathlock basically logics his way out of his mind control you know, like is you know, murder is nature, life is war, and he says, "No, life is the voice of the universe, and war is cancer." Yes. Uh, you know, love is the true evolution. Again, you know, love is a choice. War is just an instinct. It's intellect over urge. It's better, and basically gets control of himself and kills war. There. <clears throat> yep. Dun 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 dun. Uh, we go back over yeah. to the fight between uh, Archangel, uh, who says he is very disappointed in Betsy. Um, and then uh, Phantom X does the uh, surprising tactic of just making it sound like he's banged Psylocke during the time that they've been they've not been talking. Yeah. Um, and it's and it kind of works. Like he's he's basically saying like you gets know, in his head. You're, you're yeah. you know, Phantom X is like you're angry that she chose me. I know that she hasn't felt real passion by the way that she kissed me. And of course, you know, Angel Archangel is like I'm above jealousy. I'm apocalypse. None of this is going to work. But if you want me angry, I will pretend to be angry with you. Yeah. There's a nice little bit of double meaning. He says like, oh, uh, I'm hearing some emotion in your base, in your voice, cuckoo bird, uh, saying, you know, he's been cucked mm-hmm. uh, there. Um, 
Archangel, uh, you know, he's stabs uh, Jean-Philippe in the face there. That's our little cut thing. Like he's, he's pissed. We cut over to dark beast with war. Who's limping and famine um, going and checking in with a uh, little drummer boy and talking to the ship saying, we have to jump away. Mm-hmm. Um, they're saying, Oh, we can't, you know, we can't abandon Archangel. He's like, no, this is the plan. I'm in charge now. What famine or what pestilence has here in her belly is more important. Yes. Basically, they're going to try again, mm-hmm. uh, abandon Archangel and take this new child of Apocalypse. Uh, Phantom X, realizing that like this has come to a head and he's in, in his in a height of desperation, uh, calls for Ultimaton uh, to uh, let him out, uh, referring to what we know as the baby Apocalypse. Uh, but nobody else is going to know that for a while. Um, meanwhile, Archangel and Psylocke are fighting. Uh, he's basically saying that she doesn't even mean anything to Warren Worthington. And she's, of course, like disputing that. Like, no, I mean, I am more yeah. than you could ever know. Uh, and she's able to like knock him over with a psychic blast. And she picks up the seed. Uh, but before she can actually stab him. And she's like kind of broken at this point, right? Like she's, she's like yeah. talking herself into stabbing this dude, this man that she loves with this death seed. Uh, but before she can actually do it, she gets knocked off the um, platform. We go into the uh, the mind realm where Baby Apocalypse is being raised uh, like Superman, yeah, like by two by two farmers. <laughs> this is very funny to me. Uh, this is yeah, this is great. Uh, there's a I love the needlepoint that says "God bless the unsubaners, subaners." <laughs> uh, um, and he's in this thing. He shows up in overalls. Phantom X shows up in overalls as a character known Uncle Cluster. Mm. Like, listen, you knew this was going to happen. We've been preparing you for something. Now you have to leave. Um, and his idyllic childhood, he was being raised with the values of X-Men. He's got an X-Men jacket. Mm-hmm. You know, this was Phantom X's thing the whole time. He got everyone to think he killed Apocalypse, but he took him and is like, what happens if we raise him with values? Yes. You know, um, uh, thus creating this uh, this character. An interesting concept. Like, really, really cool. Like, this is, yeah. this is an idea. Nature versus I, nurture. Yeah, that I feel like... Yeah. Um, is is really unique for the X-Men to explore. Like this is uniquely X-Men stuff, I guess is what I mean to say. Yep. Yeah. Uh, they've done similar things with Magneto. Like when Magneto was raised as a baby, when he got turned into a baby mm-hmm. and they raised Magneto upright, uh, then that backfired pretty bad. I mean, um, let's face it. It, all, it always yeah. does. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Baby Magnetos never work out. Yeah. Uh, mamas don't let your babies grow up to be Magneto. Um, Warren Worthington is going to go, uh, finish this off when the uh the seed that's being generated like the power generator thing that genocide was hooked up to uh sunfires up there absorbing all the energy yes from it and he's about to go stop him when genesis uh, the good apocalypse slams him in the back and they go into this room uh here with these uh statues tell me fucking more yes (laughs) about dr mind bubble and the skinless man (laughs) need to know more i am so in the pocket for dr mind bubble (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> this dude with the weird like what is coming off of his glasses or his hat like he's got a, like a bubble coming out of his hat and it's fucking incredible he's got like a steampunk eyepiece he looks like the riddler but like with a steampunk eyepiece and then the skinless man is like a barrister like wearing barrister robes but he's mm-hmm. nude tell me more under it and he's just standing with his hands on his hips like big swinging skinless cock like they sculpted that so good dude yeah dude like Klanakaba's nuts. <laughs> well, I, I want to know, know more. more. <laughs> and this is what, definitely one of those situations where I, if they actually gave me more, I would not want it. Like, I don't think that they could land this at, at all. But I mean, just having this, no. this evocative idea is so good. Um, 
And uh, it makes me wonder if there are things that got were ever showed up in any other recommender stuff because he's done stuff with the apocalypse twins and with like baby apocalypse he's done other comics so as i kind of do my remender journey through this i will report if dr mind bubble <laughs> and the skinless man show up and whoever this lady is on the right who can't read the something um uh, good yeah. good news about dr mind bubble <laughs> I, have, uh, yeah. I have i have good news um, okay. <laughs> uh wow his first appearance was in a captain america comic that's so weird oh hell yeah dude <laughs> He was. I'm on my way. He was a funded scientist of the Weapon Minus program. <laughs> Weapon Minus. <laughs> Yay! That oh, I gotta go. That Shield ran in the. What is the Weapon Minus? For? Oh God, I love just getting into just a weird, just just the just the dumbest yeah. thing ever, man. Uh, oh, this is the Rick Remender Captain America run, apparently. I, yeah, I kind of figured. Which that it would I be even with. know. I'm gonna have to read that shit. Oh man, um, this is this is so and, good. Put this in my veins, dude. Like I am, yeah, I am wholly uh, remember pilled. This cover with Doctor Mindbubble uh, blowing bubbles out of his eye pipe with Avengers in it. <laughs> Yay! Oh man, <laughs> this caused all of his dream bubbles to stay in his head, and he went crazy. He lunged himself out of a window and plummeted to his death. <laughs> no, Doctor Mindbubble. Oh man, the only uh, way he can escape I'm this in. reality is to commit a virtual suicide inside the false life generated by the bubble. This is insane. In, he creates in wood. Can generate an apparent unlimited number of bubbles that capture his enemy's mind, generating a virtual reality where the stricken lives lives his greatest dreams. Oh, Horace. Horace Littleton, aka Dr. Mindbubble. Where have you been all of my life? Uh so love good. It. Why is why love is there it, a statue him. of this guy? Why is he apocalypse land? <laughs> I can't I, find it. I don't I don't know why. <laughs> that that's the good question. Like, that's why I gotta find out. Uh we we have a uh, Genesis here fighting yes, apocalypse sorry, or fighting Archangel mm-hmm. Apocalypse. You know, he's like, boy, you're not apocalypse. He's like, no, I'm Genesis zaps him with his beams. We don't really know very much about him yet. Mm-hmm. Just him showing up is going to be the the thing here. Uh, but he was raised to be a hero. So he's doing hero dialogue. Yeah. You know, he's, he's like, I know you, I don't know what you're talking about, but it sounds evil. I'm a hero. I'll stop you. Like I was raised to be a hero. Yeah. Pretty, pretty simple, like morality scale, but like, what else are you going to do when you're raising Kid Apocalypse, right? Like, you want to make sure all of that yeah. power is on the good side. Um, eventually, yeah. Warren gets, in, gets him in the hands and, like, shocks him absolutely to death. Um, and this is what it distracts him long enough for uh, Psylocke, who is just openly weeping and bloody, to stab him in the stomach with the death seed. Um, life seed. Life seed, excuse me. Uh, and this, yeah. of course, like, resets Archangel, uh, and beams start shooting out. Um, and this is when Ultimaton manages to get up to Sunfire, who's been like holding back all of uh, Genocide's flames. Uh, so this whole place at this point is is going to explode. Sunfire like sacrifices himself to, yeah. to spread these flames out so they don't go into the earth. I like this, this little bit of uh, Phantom X being like, you have to save him. He can't die for a world that's not even his. Yeah. You know, like the X-Men, the Age of Apocalypse X-Men are still heroes. Yeah, really good yeah. stuff. Uh, and then one of my favorite things, like in comics I've read in a long time, uh, Archangel's dying. You know, anybody, and he's back to Warren Worthington. Silox talking to him, and she says, "I'm not going to let you die. Just close your eyes." And she gives him a life. Uh, the art style changes. I don't love the new art in this very much, but I think it's really like a cool idea. Yeah, like she's in the psychic realm, giving him like an idyllic ending. Yeah, basically. You know, asking- so we get to see her and him married, uh, and have kids and grow old together. 
I, uh, um, you know, not to like put any real world like trauma stuff in comic books or anything, but um, like I, this is obviously happening because he is dying and he wants her and she wants him to like have this experience to have these memories to to give him something to to die with, right? To give him some sort of happiness before that before he's gone forever. I can't, and I and I don't remember if the comic book explores this. I can't imagine her coming out of this like any less traumatized than he would have been, right? Like, oh, I yeah. feel like she's living this at the same time, and at the end of this, like, all of these years are going to go right back to where she was, and she just has all of these memories now. Like, even if they're like sketches, all of those feelings and stuff would still be there. So this has got to be absolutely devastating to like have memories of your non-existent daughter is growing up and getting married and then you know warren apparently dying from cancer which is a weird thing but sure yeah. um and just like and, it, and it's incredibly sweet and it's very touching and you know as somebody who's gone through some like family issues lately like it really hit me kind of out of nowhere today this whole this whole section did like it's it's really powerful uh and i just yeah i really hope they explore a little bit of, of what's what this is going to do to psylocke I really love it as a, as a, like an act of, again, an act of love, like an act of really, really intense kindness. Yes. Mm-hmm. You know, Warren Worthington is not blameless in this, you know, he's not, but he's not entirely to blame either. He wasn't just deciding to be evil one day. You know, this is still all a product of something that happened to him mm-hmm. because he was being a hero because he was trying to save people in the mutant massacre. He doesn't deserve this. You know, he doesn't deserve to get stabbed with the life seed and die in the top of Alaska because he was taken over by an evil force, you know? So this is Psylocke's way of giving him what he deserves anyway. Yeah. Uh, at great cost to herself. Um, there's a really good Star Trek, uh, the next generation episode that's real similar to this where Picard, uh, lives an entire life, like as kind of like an alien trap or alien virus or something in his mind. And when he comes back from it, he really struggles yeah, can... uh, from it because he just, he had all these real memories. Like, he had all the traumas and triumphs and figuring out it's all real does not really help. This is also like one of the things about um, that we talk a lot about with X-Men is like wanting them to use their powers in creative ways. Right. And like, this is a little bit of an easy thing with the being psychic, but this is something that, you know, Hey, this is her not, she, she doesn't have a ninja blade <laughs> at the time. Right. Like I just, I, yeah. I like seeing these expressions of powers that aren't necessarily like directly offensive or directly defensive. Like they're just, creative uses of their powers to provide you know a sense of comfort to her teammates and to the love of her life apparently yeah she's not just like you know blasting yeah exactly uh which is usually what happens blasting and slicing with with big titties you know mm-hmm. it's 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 more mature yeah uh it's it's really beautiful it's a beautiful little sequence and i i think it's a really great ending for this arc yeah, absolutely um phantom um, X wakes her up throws her into eva they got to get the fuck out of there um Yep. Uh, I think Deathlock is uh inside Eva along with uh the Kid Apocalypse, so that's good. Um yeah. Oh no, I'm sorry. Deathlock went out and gathered uh Wade. He the- grabbed all the pieces of him and put him yeah. in a bag. What is this weird robot face in Eva? Oh, that's Ulti- uh, is that Ultimaton? That's Ult- Ultimaton. Ultimaton. Yeah. Okay. He- yeah, he's the one who grabbed uh Kid Apocalypse. Gotcha. Um they swoop down yeah. and realize that like all of the basically all of the age of apocalypse people are dead like the none of them survived yeah um which is a bummer but also like we don't need any more versions of gene gray running around so no be hard on uh, wolverine uh they're gonna pick up psylocke when she sees archangel uh nude uh with his angel wings walking through runs up and kisses him and then he uh as they're uh 
Age of Apocalypse as the Akaba thing is blowing up in the background. He says, who are you? Uh-oh. Uh, he has lost his memory. And that's the uh, the end of the issue. And that's the end of the arc um, of uh, like what happened to the Age of Archangel. Uh, this is really yep. good. Like having this, having Ward Worthington reset is going to be a big thing going forward. Like we, we've talked a little bit about like we- yes. weirdo angel. Um, and this is the, obviously the source of some of that. Um, it's really good. I, I keep mentioning the, the arc where they bring back the teens, which happens like in a couple of years now, I think. And uh, just having young Archangel being like, what, what, did, wh- who are you? Why am I Hold like up. this? Yeah. <laughs> it's really, <laughs> it's, it's very entertaining. Um, and I, I'm looking forward to, to, to getting there someday. Uh, for the podcast i think that would be a fun little art to cover maybe not that whole series or yeah. anything but uh what a great what a great art this is gary like this is so yeah. good it's really good it's really beautiful um i love that the next issue which I'd, I'd read this before is just them dealing with the consequences of this which is kind of a lost art in comics like during the golden age of x-men they always did that they would do like a recovery debrief issue mm-hmm. after every major thing happened and this was all like a real big fucking deal you know, the, the formation of this team led to almost led to the end of the world. You know, uh, that is a huge deal. And we're going to get a, a shakeup of the team. All part of this regenerous regenesis, uh, line wide, uh, thing. Yeah. But we still have, we're about like a little less than halfway or a little bit more than halfway through this uncanny X-Force run. Really good. So we still have some storylines to go through. Yeah. I'm, uh, very excited. Uh, to keep, I'm enjoying to it. Keep with this. I can't, I mean, yeah. it's just, it's a super fun run all, all the way through. Yeah. I love it. Uh, if you love it, or if you love us, go to uh, patreon.com slash duckfeedtv and uh, throw us some money. Put it- you get a bunch of bonus shows. Uh, you can dictate what me and Cole play on Watch Out for Fireballs or Abject Suffering. Um, we have some Patreon changes coming that are exciting. Nothing's being taken away. It's all good stuff uh, coming pretty soon. Um, and yeah, we'd really appreciate it. Yeah, absolutely. It's a, it's a fun time. You should, come, you should come hang out with all of us and listen to all of us talk. Uh, into your ear uh thank you very much for listening to the show and if you, if you can't do patreon stuff we totally understand uh but ratings and reviews help the podcast out uh and then most importantly just tell your friends about it i've gotten uh, a lot of good feedback about telling people to put a, our podcast my podcast on uh, their cousin's phones at family reunions people have been doing that mm-hmm. i've gotten some really good feedback the numbers have been boosted please continue to do that yep. if you see your family members hey let me get yeah. your phone and just go to spotify add it they'll never notice it'll be great it'll be perfect Cousins are our primary target demographic. <laughs> this is what we're going for in 2020. If you're not somebody's cousin, we don't. Yeah, yeah. I don't know what to tell you. Um, like, and if you just want to, you know, listen to previous episodes, go to huntingcousins.com. <laughs> <laughs> it's cousin season. It's cousin season. I've I've yeah. got a full clip. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.